You're listening to The Texian Review, a podcast with ideas as big as Texas. I'm Kate, and thanks for listening in. I love Christmas time. I love the decorations, the cheer, how it just brings people together. I, I really do think it's the happiest time of the year. There are so many ways to celebrate the holidays, whether you know you spend it with family, whether you travel, whether you celebrate Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, whatever it may be that your family cherishes during the month of December. I know here at in Texas, we seldom get a white Christmas. I mean, shoot, if it sleets or isn't 80 degrees, that's a Christmas miracle. We are wrapping up this season with children's books, a couple classic, and a couple local South Texas books by a wonderful author that we have here today. I have Lindsay here with me today to talk about her Christmas traditions and letters to Santa going on at Texian Books. But we have a very special guest, Heather Callis, here to talk about her books, Thank You, Hurricane Harvey, and Gabriel's Golden Key here with us today, which is so exciting. I'm so, so thrilled to have her here to talk about Christmas and her books and what a great way to have a literary Christmas. I could not think of a better way to end our last episode of 2020. We're almost there, y'all. Then have a great discussion with these two lovely ladies. So welcome, guys. Hello. Or ladies, sorry. (laughs) Hi, (laughs) this is Lindsay. I'm always happy to be back. I love sharing this time with you, Kate, and meeting new people. Heather? Yes, and I'm Heather Callis, and I'm so honored that I was asked to be here to share in this podcast my very first one it's well, exciting. we're so happy to have you and you know we always love our Lindsayisms. those you are never all. know what one-liners are gonna come out of. <laughs> they're so great they're always special so I want to just start ta- this whole discussion I want to talk about Christmas traditions because there's something about I know some people don't like traditions or you know they get tired of them but I love them I love that it's something you can count on that you look forward to what are y'all's Christmas traditions I think more people are like you I mean I do I love Christmas traditions too I think the naysayers who are like you played too much Christmas music or you start Hallmark Channel Christmas movies in October that's too much like I'm sorry let me live my happy life I've been watching those Hallmark (laughs) Christmas movies (laughs) I my yeah so my enjoying the holidays really is not impacting your life in a negative way other than it may be annoying to you and so therefore I conclude the majority of the world out there loves these Christmas traditions and I think we especially in 2020 we just need this joy this little spark of light to wrap up 2020 in a more positive note than it's been thus far I also think it'll give us a sense of normalcy you know Christmas traditions normal Christmas traditions that you do every year in a year that has been anything but normal Yes. So (laughs) Heather, what are your Christmas traditions? What do you do? You said you have kiddos. I do. I have three children. And um, so we, growing up now, we, as I have one brother and so, and my dad worked shift work. So our Santa visit came at night. Uh, In the evening, actually, we went to church together as a family. When we came home, the gifts were miraculously there. So we would get to have Christmas with him and my mom. And um, there was... Of course, putting out the cookies, we had to make cookies and miraculously they were always gone and with crumbs everywhere and the milk was gone. And then for um, my kiddos, um, I have a, let's see, a sixth grader, an eighth grader and an 11th grader now. But um, 
one thing that I didn't have, of course, growing up was the elf. Oh, elf on a shelf. Elf on a shelf. So that's a big, fun um, tradition that my kids can't wait till Skittles comes every year and uh we get to try to find him and then we we just we share the family time we like to just hang out together open gifts paper everywhere eat a lot of food and just make memories i could see how like elf on the shelf has become a new age fun christmas tradition a lot of people enjoy and though i don't have kids of my own i very much enjoy the uh facebook creative poses and scenarios that are more adult-like. I'm like, hey, I'm loving this tradition, guys. What about you, Lindsay? What are your Christmas traditions? Oh my gosh. Um, Let's see. Actually, for us, um, since our family moved to Michigan, you get the white snow at Christmas time most of the time, but there's a Christmas tree farm nearby us and we would go out there and you drive out in the middle of the acreage you pick your tree, you take a saw that you picked up at the front and you hack it down yourself or hack it. That's an ax, silly me. <laughs> but, <laughs> and so I'm like, one of my best memories is we all piled into the SUV, went out there, we brought the dog and she's running around in the snow. We all had hot chocolate and mugs and we're cutting down this tree and it just felt very Americana. <laughs> that is, that's like the beginning of a a good old American Christmas movie. It is. I wish you guys could see my face right now. Because <laughs> that just sounds incredible. Yeah. So that's, that's one of my most loved memories. We do. We have, so we have a split Christmas because we're Jewish. Mm-hmm. But we love Christmas. So, you know, we do Hanukkah and we have a little Hanukkah section at our house. But then our house is decked out for Christmas. So we will do Hanukkah and then we'll watch Christmas movies. And every Christmas we watch White Christmas because it's not Christmas until we watch that, that is incredible my Christmas movie. old movie. You have if you guys haven't watched it, please do because it's just it's beautiful and they Bing don't make Crosby movies like that heart. anymore. You know another yes. tradition that we have that um I, I love is watching the Christmas pageants and the Christmas plays mm-hmm. at church or other places yeah. where they act out and at um our church. Um, what Holy Family, there's um, always usually um, a real baby, like a real baby for Jesus. So it's <laughs> just, crazy. you know, yeah. I know or the, the, time the kids I, plays at school or yes. their little concerts just yes. to see they are They're so joy. happy. Yes, I love it's it. It's pure joy. It is. Yes, I, love I it. also love caroling. Yes. That's because I like to sing. People need to bring back the art of caroling. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's Actually, do it. with sailing, because then you go from door to door. You know, this, uh, and you sing carols for booze. (laughs) I love wassailing. Wait. Yes. I have never (laughs) heard of this. It's an old English or I don't know if it's Celtic or something like that, but it's from, or yeah, I think it's an old English tradition. So Lindsay, you were telling me earlier that you have a really cool family tradition that started when you were young and now has... (laughs) Turned into, you know, an adult version of a Christmas tradition. Can you share that? So a little bit of context. A lot of this family story revolves around Jeff. Jeff is my beloved father. And he is a very serious man, but also fun loving in a way, but more so on the serious side in an endearing way. And so we would always grow up coming back from Christmas Eve service and we would have hot chocolate, get in our Christmas pajamas and read to, or he would read to us the night before Christmas. Well, as soon as we got into high school, he started turning it around saying, you kids have been hearing this for a very long time. You ought to know some of this by heart. And he started making it a 
quiz or a challenge to us and pop and popcorning the whole poem around bit by bit and so as the years went on my sisters and I would collaborate beforehand and we would practice and then as we turned 21 alcohol became involved and it started becoming a little bit ridiculous and to the end sometimes he'll just sit there and roll his eyes and be like you girls are crazy um but we still now to this day we read night before Christmas but it's kind of taken on a new uh a new life as adults and it's it's a fun it's a beautiful poem. Um, and so if you haven't read it, I think that'd be a great book to pick up and start that tradition with your kids. I think that's just, I love that poem. I, nothing says Christmas to me. I know there's, there's so many other Christmas books that are classics, but the night before Christmas is just the night before Christmas. It is. Do you have any Christmas books? I was just books looking at like? it here. This Berenstain Bears, the night before Christmas. And of course, Berenstain Bears growing up was I had them all, every single one of those books. Jan and Stan, Berenstain were like part of my family. So, uh, <laughs> and then once they passed on, you know, Mike Berenstain started writing, but I'm looking at The Night Before Christmas sitting on the shelf over here, and that's one of my favorites as well. Um, just po- poetry for me, if it rhymes, I, I, like the kids, I always tell my kids, you know, I like to rhyme all the time. And I'm always making up stuff. And they're like, oh, a good mom, mom joke. Oh, mom. <laughs> you know, forever. But that's definitely one of my favorites. You know, Dr. Seuss, classic too. Rhyming, anything that rhymes. I was in just uh, mesmerized growing up and, and would write little poems for my mom or friends. Just uh, so that's definitely, definitely um, uh, to me, whenever it rhymes, it just is magic. So the Grinch would be one of your Oh. Favorites, yes, then. I like the Grinch, Grinch also. Yes, he's a, he's a good rhyming oh, man. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> I love me some rhymes. <laughs> so, Heather, we have you here today. Can you tell us about your books and why you decided to write them? Sure. Um, you know, uh, I love words. I love how, how words can inspire people and change people's lives. You know, my degree, actually, I have a master's in nutrition, which has really nothing to do with writing. But um, I, I learned kind of you are what you eat. But um, over time, I just realized that my real passion is more you are what you read. Um, wow. Because everything that you read or hear or see, listen to, you know, you just be kind of becomes a part of you. And so I just started small. It was back in 2012, I guess. So I had my kids and it was very involved with them. But then as they got a little bit older, it was about 2012, I, um, I decided to write a poem and entered a contest and I won. It was a national contest. And I thought, oh, so maybe I can write. I don't know. And um, then I said, well, I'll do a little blog. I'll, I'll see what that's all about. I don't know anything about that, but I had a friend kind of help me uh, set the blog up and um, Sips of Sunshine. And uh, so I started writing and here and there, just sharing stories. And then in 2016, or I guess I started in 2015, I thought, I wonder if I could write, write a book, which is ironic because growing up, I liked to be read too. But then it was when I had to read, when I had to read in school, it was just the thought of curling up with a book was like curling up with a porcupine. I thought... I don't, I don't want to read. Do people read for fun? So I, it's very ironic that I am now a writer and love writing and love reading to my children. Um, but in 2016, I wrote Gabriel's Golden Key. And I remember 
with my own kids, even before they could even sit up straight in my lap, I would just read and just that soothing sound of voice and rhyme. And I just thought for them, they were really absorbing. And it was for me, I thought they're just going to be so smart. Like I'm, I'm helping them become so smart. <laughs> so in 2016, I wrote Gabriel's Golden Key, uh, really to inspire. I have a lot of poetry in there. And, um, um, and then in 2018, I guess, so we had Hurricane Harvey in what, 2017, I guess it was. I had nothing else to do in the dark, sitting in my hot house with no uh, running water or electricity or whatever. So I thought, why don't I just write something? So I got my uh, notebook paper and a pencil and my flashlight and I started writing, thank you, Hurricane Harvey. So I um, had that published in 2018, just as um, uh, a way to find the hidden blessings in such a crazy time as a hurricane. Why well, think a hurricane? That seems ridiculous. But um, I just wanted to, um, I guess, show people ways of little ways of finding gratitude, appreciation, thankfulness, and what you have, like that you don't even see it every day. And so um, um, I thought, thank you, Hurricane Harvey would be attractive because even my children were like, thank you, Hurricane Harvey. Why? Why would you think a hurricane, mom? I'm like, oh, but it's deeper, deeper. Read it, read it, read it. <laughs> anyway, so I, I really, I just love, like Maya Angelou says, People may forget what you did. People may forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. So I just want to share words and then let people come away with a feeling. You know, I feel so uplifted or I feel um, encouraged or some kind of inspiration, joy, something to carry on with and, and take it into their own lives. And that's, uh, that's a beautiful point. So um, Taxian Books, our holiday theme is unwrap the feels. And that's I love what it. books are all about. I, I love mean, that. You can feel hope. You can feel love. You can feel fear, maybe, you know, sure. Stephen King and all that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, but you can feel this range of emotions in books that is beautiful. Yes. And you can use that also to fuel your own spirit. Yes. And I, I love think that. it's such a great teaching moment for kids too, to realize that even if things are really bad, there's hope and things can get better. Yes. And I, I just love stories that teach kids good lessons, good morals. Yes. And when in, in Gabriel's Golden Key, there's a poem about me, you know, basically um, not a poem about me, but a poem um, for a child to go, you know, I'm me, you know, like Dr. Seuss, today you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive that is you or than you. And I love that because everybody has different talents and gifts. And I even know, I remember you on the stage of Beauty and the Beast. Literally, when you asked me to come, I was like, I know that woman. I know her. I was captivated by your talent of acting. So for me, I won't forget that. I don't, I don't forget how I felt when I was watching and just, wow, that was beautiful, you know, oh, in that you. moment. So so um, that's just something that um, there's little poems in there and li like little drops of water make a mighty ocean. You know, sometimes we feel so small. You know, what can we do? What can we possibly do? But, you know, little words make a book. You know, little, um, little drops of water make the ocean. Little um, stars make the sky. I mean, you know, you can do something. And I want to encourage kids too, to find what is you. What is your gift? What is your talent? What are you good at? And do it. You know, just do it, whatever that is. It's going to be different than your friend sitting next to you, but you can do it. And, and I just okay that. that it's different. And yeah. that's okay. And have the courage okay. to acknowledge your uniqueness. Absolutely. And step into that, lean into it. Yes. And 
Embrace it. Embrace, Embrace it. it. Change the world with it. Yeah. And I, I went, um, which I really enjoyed when I had time to um, go promote my book, the first book, Gabriel's Golden Key. I went to lots of um, markets and churches and schools. And so then I really got to sit down and read some of my book, Gabriel's Golden Key. I did a little bit of magic, um, uh, some card tricks and things like that. And then I was able to um, uh, embrace <laughs> the the storyline and I get to talk in a British accent, which was absolutely fun. And I talked to Ella, Ella Minow and anyway, and so the kids just thought it was from another country and thought it was so cool. And, you know, so that was really fun um, explaining my book and encouraging them to try to read. I even told them I didn't even like to read that much as a kid and I'm writing books. So that just tells you there's nothing is impossible. (laughs) We even talked about that in our first episode, how kids need engaging books. They Mm -hmm. need books that they can relate to in order to encourage reading in general. Yes. So I think that's fantastic. So I just wanted to Sheer curiosity. What oh. made you come up with the character Elemino? Ooh, yeah. Okay, so I I wanted to find something very ordinary, but yet s- something so special within the ordinary. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted because we're every day. Every day we do the kind of the same thing. We go through our routine, and you just think, oh wow, this uh, this is you know what every day kind of you know some of us have our same routine i thought what if there's something special or unique within the ordinary routine and i thought what is something so ordinary and just kind of thought about i thought the abc's that is just an ordinary everybody learns their abc's a a b b you know i said is there anything really special that we're missing in something so ordinary and I went through the ABCs and I was singing this song, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, L, M, L, M, N, O, P. I said, there is, there's totally something here. <laughs> Ella Mino. I was like, Ella Mino. Everybody says, Ella Mino, P, Ella Mino, P. I thought, no, if you say it, there's a little minnow. There's a little fish, a tiny fish in the ABCs. Ella Minnow. I thought, <laughs> why not? I'm going with it. I'm doing it. So I just developed this, this character in my mind, and I thought, how do I weave it in? And, you know, I literally just kind of left it over to God. I mean, just inspired me to just, how? You know, how? And it just... Uh, seemed fun and it seemed like it would be captivating to the kiddos because they got to do the ABCs throughout their entire, you know, from little on, they learned all the letters of the alphabet. And I thought, well, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to go with Elemento. Yeah. Cause I haven't heard that before. So that is yeah. fun. <laughs> so guys go grab these books, give them to the kids in your life for Christmas presents, because they really are a good little happy story to share with your loved ones. And okay. So Lindsay, Yes. I have you here to talk about something very cool. At Texian Books, we are doing letters to Santa. If a child writes a letter to Santa and puts it in our magical Santa mailbox, there is, I think, a 10% discount for a children's book. That's right. So letters to Santa, we were, you know, thinking along the lines of what kind of promotions could we do along with unwrap the feels? Well, who has the most feels at Christmas time? But Santa. kids and Santa. Oh, <laughs> I guess Santa has feelings too. Maybe, maybe I just love Santa too much. Santa, Santa, Santa. <laughs> Are you like a, a, a version of elf at Christmas time? Yeah. And it's weird because I'm Jewish. 
I'm so excited. <laughs> um, so no, so letters to Santa, we, um, a, a whole part of literacy is also feeling comfortable writing kind of like you were talking about Heather. Um, you don't have to learn or to love to just read here, but we're like, Hey kids, put your feelings and ideas down on paper too. And we just want to encourage that habit as well. And we also wanted to engage with them this holiday season. And in fact, we have a little elf who's going to run our letters to Santa and Santa may just possibly write them back if you leave your contact information in I your letter. I actually do have it on good authority that I have a contact up in the North Pole that says his elf Farkle is in charge of Texian books. Oh, I and love so that. so he will be in touch with the youngins. <laughs> <laughs> so from November 30th until, and I don't have my calendar in front of me, I think it's to December 5th, I want to say, but that entire week, you can come drop off your letter at Texian Books. And when you do that, you can get 10% off of any kid's book, game, toy. So parents, if you want to use that to your advantage, um, if you want to pass that discount along to Santa for Santa's stocking stuffers and other things under the tree, that's a great idea. Or if the kid just wants to spend their allowance on something fun, the kid gets that discount too. Um, and so basically, we just really want to feel all the feels this holiday we season do. in Texian books. And actually, the last day of Letters to Santa, so I think, again, it's December 5th, that is the same day as the Christmas tree lighting here downtown. So if you're coming downtown and bringing your kids to see that awesome, huge light up musical tree that Main Street is doing, um, you'll also be able to, you know, get a hot chocolate somewhere downtown. Maybe Liberty will be open or the box and stop by, drop off your letter to Santa, bring home a book or a toy. What a great evening out. And make sure if you, if you do bring a letter to Santa, make sure you put a return address so Farkle knows where to send. Yes. Is response. <laughs> I love that. The letters. That was one big thing my kiddos absolutely loved was writing letters, leaving it with Skittles. Skittles would take it to Santa and the magic would happen after that. We'd always get a letter back from Santa. That was so fun. So I think it's a wonderful, wonderful idea that Texian is doing letters to Santa. Fantastic. Thanks. I just there's so many cool things you can do here at the holidays. One of my favorite things is to go to Quero. And yeah. go drive through the park there and go see the beautiful, beautiful lights. And oh. we blare Christmas music and we put down all the windows. And normally I'm like <laughs> hanging out the sunroof. And it's such a good time. <laughs> we bring hot chocolate. And I know that the Christmas parade is a drive through Christmas parade in Victoria this yes. year down in the park. So that's also another really cool thing to do this holiday season. Besides, you know, snuggle up with hot cocoa by the fire and watch just so many Christmas movies. And if you're like me, you'll watch so many Hallmark movies that all have the same plot. There will always be some random man that slightly looks like Santa, but he's the owner of a company. <laughs> There's just, I just love the magic that surrounds uh, Christmas. For me, it's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. No, gosh, can't do that. I, I'm so happy that this year I, I, I don't have to watch Elf. <laughs> that movie drives me batty. No, no. Well, but Miracle on 34th Street is a, a good one. classic. I, mm. Gosh, but no, it's so funny. So my grandmother's 95. And so she comes over and we watch White Christmas, right? Mm. All of us know all of the words to the entire show. We all sing all of the songs. Wow. It's just so much wow. fun. It's a really good time. But anyway, I just want everybody to really 
at the end of 2020, we deserve a magical Christmas. Even if we're in Texas and it might not be white unless you're in Dallas or the Panhandle, we will still have a wonderful <laughs> magical Christmas. And be sure to grab your copies of Gabriel's Golden Key and thank you, Hurricane Harvey. And thank you, Heather, so much for coming in today. It was thank you, the Heather. pleasure and was rather mine. Sharing thank you your very books much. with us. It was yes. wonderful. Thanks a for wonderful inviting me. Addition to our <laughs> magical end of the season show. And Lindsay couldn't have done it without my Lindsayisms. Of course, you got to unwrap the feels, guys. So everyone, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. There's probably more holidays packed into this that I just can't think Diwali. of right now. Oh, right. And Happy New Year, because I won't talk to you before then. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see you guys back for season two. Sure will. Thank you so much for listening to the Taxi in Review. See you next time. Bye.